Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're talking income inequality and the role that schools can play in improving success rates for low-income students. Our guest is the co-author of the book, Restoring Opportunity, the Crisis of Inequality and the Challenge for American Education, with his other co-author being HGSE's own Dick Murnane. Welcome to the program, Professor Greg Duncan. Thank you, Matt. So let's deconstruct the title for just a quick moment and infer that if opportunity in America needs to be restored, there was a time when there was greater opportunity. Your book talks about a perfect storm in, in the late 70s. Take us back there. Well, I can really, let's start before, oh, uh, which is even over better. <laughs> much of the 20th century when um, the economy was growing, when uh, America was leading the, the world in terms of the amount of education that, uh, that kids had gotten. Uh, it was an innovator in universal primary school, universal secondary school, universal, uh, not universal, but uh, a lot of university education. Uh, and starting, um, and the, the, the rewards uh, to um, that education uh, provide, and the economy provided jobs that enabled uh, kids growing up in low-income families to have a shot through the school system of landing middle-class jobs, doing better than their parents, the American dream. Around uh, the mid to late 1970s, uh, there was a perfect storm that involved uh, two primary things. One was um, computerization, uh, technological change, which tended to favor highly skilled workers, uh, and then globalization. So the kinds of jobs that used to pay middle-class wages, uh, secretarial jobs, a lot of uh, uh, assembly line type jobs, repetitive jobs, uh, were the ones that were most likely to be computerized or outsourced. So these economic changes pretty much hollowed out the uh, industrial structure. Uh, there are a lot of low-paying service jobs now and there are relatively large concentrations of uh, high-skill jobs that are paying pretty well. So these technological changes uh, have really upped the ante on what we need from our schools. Uh, it's not a matter of going back to the way things were 20 years ago or 30 years ago, when uh, basic numeracy skills and basic literacy skills uh, could get you into these jobs. That's no longer the case. So. Um, on the one hand, we've got uh, skill upgrades that we are requiring our schools to pay attention to, uh, but at the same time, this technological change drove a huge wedge between the incomes of the low-income families and high-income families. That gap is increased by about uh, $50,000 if you compare the top and bottom 20% of the income distribution. So um, th with that increasing gap, uh, the, there's a gap in the amount of money that families spend on their kids. Uh, if you look at recent data, families, again, in the top 20% or so, you know, the 15 or so million kids living in the top 20% um, have families that are spending about $9,000 per year per child uh, compared to about $1,300 per year per child. And that gap has grown enormously. So you're getting um, this, this storm of technological change, changing the skill requirements, at the same time making it more difficult for low-income families and schools to provide the kind of skills that kids need. So the, the problem has been stated, and now the, back to the title of the book, Restoring. 
how do we restore it? And, and the book talks about sort of three promising programs that are happening just with sort of broad brushstrokes, Boston, Chicago, and New York City. And there's also videos on your website that uh, sort of articulate these as well. Right. We tried to find uh, examples of proven programs, those that have been uh, evaluated very rigorously and found to be effective, and programs that had been uh, scaled up to some extent. So in the case of Boston Pre-K, um, throughout uh, much of the city of Boston, uh, in the Boston Public Schools, uh, the, the Boston City school population on the balance is very poor, uh, largely minority. Um, but uh, Jason Sachs, who's the director of early childhood education for Boston, put together a, uh, there was already a pre-K program of sorts, but he really transformed it into a very effective program. And uh, we spent time in the classrooms and talking to Jason and others trying to figure out why. Um, in Chicago, uh, we uh, focused on s a couple of elementary schools that were charter schools uh, that were part of a, a very effective charter school network. Um, in New York, we uh, featured some of the small high schools that were created over the last 10 years or so uh, that also had been shown in evaluation to be uh, quite effective in boosting graduation rates and, and region exam passing. So we tried to look across these three uh, interventions to see what the common elements of success were. And uh, we found uh, two things that were common. One was um, a, a great deal of support for teachers. Uh, I think most teachers are trying very hard. Um, they tend to teach in the way that they were taught uh, when they were in school. The kinds of um, collegiality that teachers have with, with one another. Teaching is a very private activity. You go into your classroom, close the door, and very few people uh, paying attention. And in all the schools, there was a tremendous amount of uh, a, a public component to teaching. Uh, teachers worked with coaches on the curriculum. They started out with, with uh, very, very effective proven curricula. Uh, there was a system of professional development that tried to get them all on board. Uh, there was coaching that helped them to uh, understand the, the fine points of the curriculum. Um, and they also were able to rely on one another. So these kind of supports coupled with uh, the other element was uh, accountability, not the kind of uh, test score accountability that I think a lot of people have come to not like very much. Um, but uh, th they were accountable for the success of all the kids in their classrooms. Uh, they were accountable to each other, in a sense, in the high school in New York. Um, there were uh, teams of teachers that would meet weekly, uh, ninth grade teachers, to try to focus on the, it was a public high school, and you had kids coming in with fifth grade reading levels and seventh grade reading levels. So there was this full court press to try to build up the, the literacy uh, abilities of the kids. And uh, a, there were two literacy periods, but there was a coordination of literacy activities across math, across science. And uh, the teachers would get together and talk about lesson plans, but they would also talk about individual students. What are we doing that are, will help the student uh, do better? Um, in, the, um, in the Chicago school, uh, there was a, a kind of a formative evaluation where teachers would sit down with individual children and figure out where in a, in a step system uh, they were reading, and then the goals would be to go up to the next step and the next step. 
and the teachers could see um, had ideas uh, and coaching for how to get the child up to the next step. So it was this this very public, uh, very well supported effort to uh, change what counts most, and that is the quality of the instruction in the classroom. So we've heard the problem, we've heard some ideas for solutions, and now so our listeners, uh, a call to action for them. Uh, naturally, I'm going to say they should buy your book. Uh, they, should, they should start start by looking at the website, right? Restoringopportunity.com. Perfect. That's free. Uh, on the, the homepage, uh, we have links to three videos you mentioned where we uh, tried to put together in six minutes each uh, a picture of what these supports and what this sensible accountability amounted to in, within each of the schools. Uh, and that, I think, is a, a good place to start. And I wouldn't discourage people from buying the book, uh, Restoring Opportunity, but uh, I would start on the website. It's a Harvard Education Press book, Restoring Opportunity, the Crisis of Inequality and the Challenge for American Education. You've been listening to Professor Greg Duncan. Thank you very much for appearing on the EdCast today. Thank you, Matt. This has been a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.